0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 9 of the Fantasy Dimes podcast. You're joined here by your co-host, Sal Karmali, along with Husney Vargas. We are presented by Sportsme. Please be sure to download the app on Apple and Android. Follow us at Fantasy Dimes Husni and at Fantasy Dimes Sal. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Fantasy Dimes. Week 9, and it seems like, you know, week, sorry, not week 9, Episode 9. And it seems like uh, week five is now taking forever to to come to an end. Um, we have another game tonight, and uh, it's Tuesday Night Football, which I never thought we'd say, Husney. And, and we got Bills and the Titans. And we'll get to them at the end. But week five has already been crazy. I mean, so many games postponed, so many games moved. A lot of good games, a lot of rough games, a lot of injuries to talk about. What do you take th- what's your biggest takeaway from week five?
1: Yeah, obviously the biggest one would be Dak Prescott and that like ankle injury and that's ending his season. Because that has I would say the most fantasy implications in the whole league. If one team that had any fantasy like value is the Cowboys because you got Cooper, you got Schultz, you got um CeeDee Lamb, you got um Ezekiel Elliott, you got Dak Prescott, and then you got C and um uh Michael Gallup. Yeah. So there's a like lot of that. names in there that are going to get a lot of different values now that Andy Dalton is back there. And that's another one. Andy Dalton now um, could possibly be a streamer. Um, yeah, week to yeah. week, yeah. Just a crazy yeah. week, like you said. Um, Tuesday Night Football <laughs> for the first time in, I think, 10 years. Yeah. Tuesday Night Football. Yeah. Which is going to be a good by, one. By the, by the way,
0: uh, good call yesterday on Monday Night Football. I saw,
1: so I saw, that. saw I the call. Coming, right?
0: I mean, you could gonna call it, it any better. Uh, Husney, if you guys missed it, Husney called 30 27 yesterday as the final score, and it was 30 27. Um, all his bets hit. So if you followed Husney, hey, man, you made some money. Um, but yeah, you're right about Dak. Look, honestly, gruesome injury, as we all saw. Uh, tough to watch. And you feel bad for Dak, even as a Giants fan. You just feel bad for him because you know he's, he's in his contract year.
1: Funny enough, as, as, a giant, as a Giants fan or whatever you may be. Jason Garrett just walking down and just jumping up on him, and you know what? Such a heartbreaking thing to such a such a good guy, man. Like, I love yeah. Dak, and I had him in my top five, and people ridiculed me or whatever, but he was having a, a crazy season. He man. was
0: he having a, a crazy season. Yeah, it was, season. it was surreal, and if anybody watched that, even that Giants game, they would realize that Dak is pretty much the reason they're in the game. Like, their defense is so bad that Dak actually is keeping them in the game. Um,
1: they gave up 31 to a team that's has no offense. They lost their best player, Saquon Barkley. And then aside from that, you have no one else on that team. They're scoring like 15 points a game and you give up 31 to them.
0: Yeah, I know. So that
1: that offense was the whole reason why they were even competitive.
0: And it's crazy that we, um, we were talking about Dak just a few weeks ago. Well, last week actually. And you start to realize how much he means to that team because not only, you know, as a good quarterback, obviously that he is. And unfortunately, he's in his contract year and we all know that's why, you know, he, he was probably hurting because he wanted to do well for his team, obviously, make him get him to the, the playoffs as he was – he's been busting his ass, right? Um, but to now know that you're going into a year now as a free agent where you don't have a contract, that Dow, you know, Dallas didn't resign him or give him an extension, and he wants that type of money, and now it's going to be tough for people to trust you with that, that injury and that type of guaranteed money. Look, do I think he's going to land a job? Of course. He's a damn good quarterback. Well, but I mean,
1: he, Stephen Jones said that they want to keep him long-term. He said he's yeah. in their long-term plans. But now, does that mean, okay, Dak, since you're coming off an ankle injury, we're going to franchise have you see how you play? Uh, that means we're going to pay you $20 million a year because now you have an ankle injury.
0: Yeah. That's, that's like, it just
1: cuts his value so much. And I feel so bad for the guy because he was the whole reason they're relevant.
0: Yeah. And you're right. And, you know, it's crazy because, you know, you see all these things happen. And, you know, obviously he went through a lot with his brother this offseason and, you know, stuff like that. And, and, you know, like I said, so many so many things on his shoulder that you can tell, like, even when he was crying while he was being carted off, he wasn't crying because he was in pain. He was probably crying because all those things were going through his head, right? Um, look, he's going to land on his feet, hopefully, and he's going to get a job. But now let me ask you this, because there's a lot of rumblings out there. They're saying that he could end up on the Saints. And I feel like next year... You know Drew Brees looks like he's going on his farewell tour. You know a lot of people. Adam Schefter said yesterday this could have been his last Monday Night game that he played on on national television, and he might be heading into the booth. Um, Do you think that Dak Prescott can end up in New Orleans? Uh, That's that's a
1: that's a good scenario actually. Right? Yeah, I think it's awesome. They have. I mean, it's not as good as the Cowboys, I think, for him because they have all those options. But you still got Kamara. you got Michael Thomas, you got I know, you got Dak uh, yeah, to that, you got Manuel Sanders. Sure. I mean, you got some good names out there. But I don't. I mean, I can't see someone like you can't. I mean, I can't really see like they had Terry Bridgewater last year, similar type of player.
0: Yeah, true. Let him go.
1: True. So I mean, do they really want to? run – They have Jameis Winston sitting on the bench, paying him a million dollars for the whole season, and they paid Jason Hill. Yeah. With yeah, this million dollar that, cap. Cool. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, Cam Newton's making a million and Taysom Hill's making 16 million. Now, yeah, do you,
0: really, it, it's do you really crazy. think that
1: they're going to pay Dak Prescott after they just paid Taysom Hill?
0: Yeah, no, you're right. And I, um, now, in terms of fantasy implications, since we're already on the topic, what do you think this means for Zeke, for Gallup, for Cooper, for CeeDee Lamb, who seems to be the t- most favorite guy everyone? You know, Andy Dalton came into the game and was targeting CeeDee Lamb just as much as Dak Prescott was. What do you think, and even Dalton Schultz, for that matter, because he ended up with, what, 1.6 1. points 6, per
1: yeah.
0: um, What do you think that means for these guys? Because now do they just stack the box and make Dalton throw all day, or what do they do?
1: Well, I mean, Dalton had, back in the day, he had, what was his team? He had A.J. Green, right, and, and those guys out there. So, I mean, he's used to having solid receivers like Amari Cooper and stuff like that. But I feel like Michael Gallup might actually benefit from this. I agree. Dak wasn't really looking his way, and maybe it changed a change of quarterback to look his way down the field and stuff. And we saw it towards the end of that game when yeah. they needed the big play. Andy Dalton just ripped one to him, and he managed to get it on the sideline.
0: I mean, Gallup looked good at the end of that
1: game. So maybe Gallup gets an upgrade, but I mean, aside from him, I think everyone gets a little bit of a downgrade for now until we can see what he actually does. Murray Cooper ended up with four point six points, I think, something like that.
0: Yeah, Cooper. Yeah, he didn't, didn't have
1: a great game in in the game where you score, what was it, thirty something, thirty? 30 four, yeah, thirty-seven, right? thirty-four. Yeah, something, some crazy high score like that. I think it was thirty-four, or something. Um, yeah, 37-34, Yeah, 37.
0: thirty-seven, thirty-four.
1: Okay, so yeah, so in the game where you scored thirty-seven points, I mean, most of it came from the kicker, and yeah. the rest of it came from not Amari Cooper. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's basically all it was. It wasn't Amari Cooper. It wasn't shot. I, 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 was,
0: I was watching that game with... Uh, yeah, I was watching that game with uh, Amari Cooper owner. And uh, towards the end of the game, I mean, he was legit sitting there like, wow, I can't believe Amari Cooper has one point heading into that final drive. If it wasn't for that 20-yard, like, little t- catch he had at the end, he would have ended up with one point. That's crazy to think. But, look, I agree with you. I think we have to see what Dalton does. Luckily for him, his matchup's... They're really good. Arizona, Washington, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh gets tough. Bye, Minnesota, Washington again. So, I mean, if you, have, if you are an owner of any of those receivers or anything, I think, you know, you'll, you'll be all right. I, I, especially Michael Gallup. I agree with you. I think he's the, most, he's the person who's going to be the most benefited by all this.
1: Yeah, and there was, a, there was a thing on SportsMe. If someone asked, do they still make the playoffs? Like, what is their playoff looking like? And I still think, I mean, I still have them. I had them winning the division. I still do I think Andy Dalton is good enough. I mean, that's why you pay him $7 million to be a backup. Yeah, Good enough to still get it done. And I don't see the Eagles, I mean, with all those injuries, I don't see them really doing much.
0: I agree. Um, speaking of injuries, obviously, you know, a week full of them. And we go from Dak Prescott to another top guy who pretty much was a top four five draft pick, maybe even six, in Dalvin Cook. I, we know that he may be only out for a week or two. Or, you know, they have a bye coming up as well. Look, Madison looked good. And for most owners who have Delvin Cook, you probably already have Madison on your bench. And if you did not handcuff him, then that's, you know, a horrible <laughs> uh, move by you as a fantasy owner. What what do you think about Madison's outlook for the next couple of weeks? And do you think uh, Cook is – this is what you get out of Cook, right? You get him for a season, but you'll, he'll miss two, three weeks.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he did, did the same thing last time. year. He missed – he had, like, some kind of injury, and then he just sat out the next week just to heal up. And, I mean, if you give him this next week off, week six, they have a week seven bye. Well, for now, unless the whole schedule changes again, they have a week seven bye. So that gives him two full weeks to rest up and then play the game. So I think if you you have Madison, I think you're in good hands for the next week at least um, if this injury doesn't go on much longer. So I think he's definitely a guy you want. If you don't have him, trade for him because he's definitely the best handcuff I think you can have in the league.
0: Uh, Yeah, I agree. He's the best handcuff. And another thing is, by the way, just some um, breaking news. Uh, John Brown and Zach Moss are both inactive tonight along with Jardifius White. So we just like to bring you, you know, breaking news on this on this uh, show. Um, no, so yeah. Speaking of Dalvin Cook, I agree with you. I think probably the best backup in the game today could be Dalvin Cook. I mean, could be Alexander Madison just because of the fact that his team runs so much. I mean, they love running the ball, and it's like they don't stop whether there's a backup or not. And you know what works out in his favor. Good for him. And I say, go get Madison if you if you have Cook, keep him on your team, even just for the future. You just never know. Always have your handcuff. Um, go from Dalvin Cook, and we go to. I mean, last night's big game on Monday Night Football. Herbert showed up. It looked like the Chargers were running with it, running away with it, and all of a sudden. Keenan Allen catches a touchdown, and he's getting attended to on the side with a back injury. Ends up not playing for the rest of the game. I mean, for fantasy owners, he still puts up 11 points, so not so bad. Are you concerned about Keenan Allen moving forward? And if you are a Keenan Allen owner, do you go out there and get Mike Williams? Because, man, Mike Williams looked good.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't think you can support two Chargers wide receivers on the same team at the same time. Yeah. Fantasy implications. I mean, they still got Hunter Henry. They have that somewhat – in backfield with Jackson and uh, Kelly. Yeah, and true. If, I mean, if you have Keenan Allen, I have Keenan Allen in one of my leagues. Um, I think he should be fine. Um, next week, are they playing? Who are they playing next week? Uh, what the change? I know there was a change in schedule, so.
0: Next week, I think, we think they're the Dolphins. I think they changed the schedule for them to play the Dolphins next week, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I'm going to double-check that because I think they might have a bye next week with the whole schedule. Change. Oh,
0: yes, they do have a bye yeah. next week. You're right.
1: Yeah, so you're right. So you're not worried. I mean, hopefully it's a minor injury that he can get over in a week's time and yeah. he can come back week uh, seven, week seven. Yeah, week yeah. Seven he can come back healthy and he'll be Keenan Allen again. I mean, it looks like they're keeping Justin Herbert, who has been freaking amazing. Even though he hasn't won a game, he's been just – outstanding the season. And I mean, he of yeah, the ball down the field. So, Mike Williams definitely benefits from that. Keenan Allen benefits from that. And Hunter Henry benefits from that. So, I think you yeah. can him fine. Don't get rid of him just yet. Just wait a couple of weeks. Ride it out.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, look, worst case scenario, you get Mike Williams on your bench. And if he's, if you're not in too deep of a league and he's not owned, go get Mike Williams. Keep him on your bench. And if not, you know, uh, you'll be able to replace him. But like Husney said, I think he comes back in a couple of weeks, tops. Keenan Allen's the type of guy... Who works his way back pretty quickly. So I agree, keep Keenan Allen. And hey, Keenan Allen might have probably his best career year because Herbert just loves throwing the ball and he's looking his way. So that's a good thing. Um, another receiver who for some reason, you know, can only last uh being on the field for about two weeks and then finds a way to get injured somehow. Sammy Watkins.
1: It's because you been-
0: this week, what happened?
1: Because you picked him up this week, that's what. I yeah, mean. I
0: know. Tell me about it. And you this week, I I started Sammy Watkins over Scotty Miller, which was the greatest move I made, until the second quarter when uh, Sammy Watkins got hurt. Um, look, Sammy Watkins got an end zone touch. He got a touchdown. I, you know, he does. He has the most targets on the on the team. I mean, it's Mahomes looks his way. The only problem is he can't stay on the field, and now this is a multiple week injury. What do you do moving forward? And and do you now look at Demarcus Robinson? and Mikko Hardman as guys who can take over some of that chair.
1: Yeah, I mean, Mikko Hardman has been on and off this whole season. I mean, and last year too, for, for that matter. But he's not a long-term play. Not just yet. I mean, he was, he was a high-round draft pick. I think it was the second round or something like that, or the third yeah, round, was, if I'm not yeah, yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, so they have a plan for him eventually. I just don't think that time is now especially when they just drafted a running back so they're looking to run the ball more um that defense needs to step up because they can they can have another performance like they did against the Raiders yeah so they won't go anywhere like that but um but I mean yeah Sammy Watkins I think if he heals up it should be okay I go get Hardman maybe as a last minute flex play if there's a lot of bye weeks in your in your team if there's some game postpones, maybe as a backup or something like that, but i don 't see him being really as a viable long term solution to that
0: I agree, look, I think Sammy Watkins is a good player to have on your bench and a good player to have in your flex and when you know when the, when the chiefs have good matchups and you know it's going to be high scoring. Um, but do I think that you know if anybody's going to benefit from this, I think it's going to be McCall Hardman i 'm a McCall Hardman owner in my dynasty League, and I really hope that you know, I saw some times where Watkins wasn't really playing, and I saw what they did with Hardman. I feel like they're integrating him him, him more into the offense. Um, yeah, if I think anybody gets uh, is benefited by this, I think it's Hardman. But if he's on your waivers, go get him. It's worth a shot just to kind of have him on your bench for a couple of weeks and see what happens. Um, and uh, we go from Sammy Watkins, another, you know, kind of receiver who's always been injured, to A.J. Green, who – I mean, everyone thought was going to have a crazy year, you know, come back and, you know, have the comeback player of the year award and maybe have a chance to, you know, um, get himself a contract next year when he becomes a free agent because this is his last year with the Bengals. But he seems to be putting up duds and now he's hurt. And, you know, God knows when he's going to be back. What do you think about AJ Green moving forward? Because, in all honesty, even when he's on the field, he isn't that good anymore.
1: Yeah, it was pretty funny. There was a, there was a clip I saw where Joe Burrow throws an interception – and AJ Green just runs the opposite way of where the the guy is running the ball back to. So clearly, I mean, he either shows no interest in playing on the Bengals, or he's just trying to preserve whatever bones and and ligaments he has left for another team. in Agreed. Agreed. Seems
0: like that. Seems like that.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I I think he's a good... I think you can drop him at this point. I I really don't see any value in him, especially since he's getting you two points a week. All he has left is name value. There are definitely better receivers you can go out and get. For sure.
0: I agree. I, I look, you try to trade him. if Nobody, you know, if there's a guy, you know, in your league that just loves AJ Green or is like a guy who is willing to like take a gamble on his upside, you know, find a way to trade him. Um, but, uh, but other than that, um, just don't, uh, just don't play him <laughs> and maybe drop him if you can. Um, so, you know, we look at that same division and we look at who, you know, the Bengals are, you know, kind of, toe-to-toe with in terms of, you know, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield gets hurt. Baker Mayfield looked good this year. He looks like he's getting that, that, that offense back in that mojo a little bit. What do you do with Baker Mayfield with, with him being hurt? And, look, to be honest, is he really as fantasy-friendly as throwing touchdowns out there?
1: Yeah, I mean, they were a surprise team. They were, they're were they 4-1 now, which I don't think anyone really expected. Um, I, I think he's, I mean, with the year he's having, I think he's, he's a good option. I mean, they run the ball a lot, though. That team, Nick Chubb, and when he comes back, and Kareem Hunt right now, they just love running the ball. So, I mean, they get Njoku back this week. I mean, yeah, next week. So, does that open up the playbook a little bit more? I mean, OBJ is getting the touches, but eh, it's not really, I mean, Last week, we saw he had that 100-yard game, and half of it was that one rushing play that he had. So, is he really getting the yards that you yeah, need? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't really see Baker sustaining the level of success that we need him to, mostly because they love to run the ball. So, I mean, I, would, I personally would try and look for someone else. You could probably stream someone every week and have a better outcome than Baker would give you yeah. for the most part.
0: I agree. Uh, look, if you have Baker as your starting quarterback, you can do better. And if not, and if you don't feel like, you know, you can get it go out there and trade him or even just, you know, get another quarterback, you can just stream people every week. I mean, Justin Herbert uh, is a better streamer, stream option than Baker Mayfield is. So oh, I think my opinion, you know, yeah, if you it's have Baker
1: option now, for sure. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. If you have Baker out there, then, um, you know, even if he's hurt, I mean, go look for someone else if you can.
1: Yeah, but some people you definitely don't want to look for are these underperformers. Like, uh, for example, let's go with Jimmy G. Played half a game of football and got negative two points for the most part, I think. For a lot of... You got you got negative points, I think, in every league so far. Um, yeah. I mean, he didn't look like Jimmy G. He didn't look like anything close to Jimmy G. Um, they just got completely dominated in that game. I think... I I don't even know why you would pick him up at this point. Yeah.
0: I, would, it, I, mean, it, it, I needed a I needed a quarterback this week against uh, Jay in our Dynasty uh, League and I actually was choosing between Jimmy G, Justin Herbert, and Kirk Cousins. At some point, I obviously broke that down to, you know, Kirk Cousins or Justin Herbert, and I ended up picking up Justin, Justin Herbert, who had a great week. Um, it didn't, didn't, wasn't enough to help me win, but still, a great week. Um, Jimmy G, though, seeing him come back, it hurt me. It hurt me seeing that I'm a big Jimmy G fan. You know, everyone knows that I had him last year as my quarterback. And to be honest, I just, you know, I expect so much out of him because he is 23 and three as a, as a starting quarterback, which honestly is the best record ever through 26 games. But people are starting to say, well, that was his run- the running game. That was Shanahan. That was, you know, the, the defense. And I'm starting to kind of believe it because I mean, Jimmy G had this, what last year when he was coming back or two years ago in practice, where he threw five straight picks. He threw five straight picks in practice. Like, not five picks in practice. Five straight consecutive in a row picks. So Jimmy G isn't prone to kind of having these spells and seems like this week was a spell. Now Shanahan is covering it up and saying it was his ankle, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, I don't believe it. I think he's just trying to help his quarterback and cover him up. Look, sad day for the 49ers. Sad day for 49ers fans because you do not expect to lose to the Dolphins. But, look, moving forward, I keep Jimmy G on the waiver wire. I keep him on my bench if I have him. Even, I don't even use him in two QB leagues until I know he's 100%. And he's back to being somewhat of what Jimmy G was last year, year before that.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, of terrible quarterback decisions, uh, we got Daniel Jones, Danny uh, Dimes. So, Danny, yeah, Danny Dimes. We can. I don't know really. You want to call him Dimes? <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I think he think needs to go. We just
1: call him Danny Jones for now.
0: Yeah. He earns
1: that Dimes back. Um. But on on last week's show in the start sit segment, you said to start Danny Jones. You thought he was going to have a great week against this terrible Cowboys defense. Yeah, and I think he had nine points or eight points, something like that, fantasy wise. Didn't have a great, great day. Um, what do you take from it? Can he step up? Is he the guy? Do they need a new quarterback?
0: Uh, look, do I think he's the guy? No. Do I think that we need to tank for Trevor Lawrence? Yes. Look,
1: fun competition. The Jets, the Giants, and the Falcons are all tanking for Trevor Lawrence.
0: I, it's crazy. Uh, look, in my opinion, man. Uh, Daniel Jones had the ability to show him, case himself this week. He did have some good throws. He still continues to make the same mistakes. He keeps the ball, on, puts the ball on the floor too much, fumbles the ball, holds on to the ball for way too long. I think Daniel Jones, fantasy wise, isn't a great QB. And, and Matthew Berry had him as a top QB this week this year, and it didn't end up happening. And I don't think he's a top QB in fantasy. Uh, I think for both cut him some break I need to cut him a break because he doesn't have Saquon and a full complement of healthy players but I'm sorry dude like you got to do better and the defense this year is better and he's just not better and that's not good because that means people are figuring him out yeah so, sure. I mean, fantasy wise keep Daniel Jones on your bench
1: yeah definitely I mean if you want one team to play against to reset yourself it's the Cowboys defense and that's that's the time where you throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns and you know what you say, "Oh, I still got this. I know how to throw yeah. the ball. Still, I got you guys. Let me figure it out." Yeah. And he couldn't do it. And I, I mean, that led to a great game actually for for Gano and the kickers.
0: I know, were
1: like 17 field goals in that game.
0: Oh, my God, Gano, Gano had a 50-yard plus. I mean, Gano was out of the league for a while. Like nobody really wanted him.
1: Yeah, and he got lucky uh, that well, the Giants needed a kicker because
0: yeah, yeah, have
1: to uh, take care of some off the field issues.
0: 100. Um,
1: percent yeah, so, so the, I mean, yeah, I, I don't think you pick up Daniel Jones. I think, I mean, if you're in a two-QB league, that is just difficult. And that's a tough decision to yeah. pick up because there are only, what, well, probably I would say four or five QBs left on the market.
0: That's really so it. Yeah, good. Um,
1: really yeah that's, that's a tough decision to make there. Um, yeah, moving on to – let's do some receivers, uh, some big names. We got Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, he was the guy – well, he was supposed to be the guy. He was the second guy when Antonio Brown was there, and it looked like a good OBJ-Landry complement kind of system, and he was performing well. And now without Antonio Brown, it doesn't seem like he can do it alone. He needs to be that second guy on the team, maybe something like, like a Tyler Lockett type or something like that. Um, what do you take? Do you, do you give up on him? Do you trade him? What do you do? I, um, I don't
0: know what to really do with with Juju. I mean, Juju is a guy that you probably drafted really early. And now, for two years straight almost, he hasn't been able to give you um, uh, the numbers you thought you were going to get from him. Look, last year, you can blame the quarterback, right? This year, you got the quarterback. You got Claypool playing well. You had James Washington kind of showing up. You got Deontay Johnson, who's always hurt. So there's no excuse that he's been, you know, targets are being taken away from him. It's just that Juju doesn't seem like the same player, and, and maybe it's because of the system, maybe because he's being double-teamed and everyone else is being, you know, he's getting open. But I don't know what to do with Juju moving forward. Look, if I, was, if I was people and if I wasn't in Dynasty League, I would get rid of him. I think, you know, if you're in a redraft league, trade him. See what you can get for him. Um, but other than that, just hope that you get some RB2, I mean, wide receiver two numbers uh, week in, week out, because he is not the wide receiver one that, I'm sure a lot of us thought he was going to be.
1: Yeah, definitely not. And speaking of wide receiver ones that didn't perform, um, Terry McLaurin. we, I mean, on the last episode, I think we all spoke about him. We thought he would have a good performance because, um, coming off of that, that, uh, was it a Baltimore game, right? Where he had that good game.
0: Yeah. And yesterday. He had a crazy game. He had 21.
1: 21- yeah. And then Sunday he just completely disappointed and didn't do anything. Um, do you think he bounces back and, yeah. and can perform again? Or is this going to be a season long with the quarterback changing and all that? Um, do you see this being a problem?
0: Well, look, th- there's two things to, to this McLaurin thing. Look, I love Terry McLaurin. I think McLaurin is awesome. My thing about McLaurin is, yeah, like you said, we're going to have to watch the quarterback situation. Look, Alex Smith, wonderful story. Love having him back. But he's not a guy who throws down the field too much. He's a checkdown type of quarterback. Plays very safe. Has always been that type of guy. Very accurate. Completion rate is high, um, and he likes to keep it with you know within ten yards, seven yards, eight yards. Does not take too many shots. Kyle Allen, Allen on the other hand, loves to take shots, and seems like he may be the quarterback next week because he is you know run reverse that if he is healthy, he will be the quarterback. It this is a result of obviously him not him having a new quarterback, but I stick with him just because his schedule. The New York Giants, the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants. I mean, three straight weeks of offenses, of defenses that you can probably score high, a lot of points on. And whether whoever your QB is, I expect for um for him to have a good day, a good couple of weeks moving forward. So if I was Terry McLaurin, one rough week, can't really throw in too much on him because of the quarterback situation. I think moving forward, you can keep Terry McLaurin and and, and expect wide receiver two numbers.
1: Yeah, I can't wait for that Dallas game. I hope he torches them. I mean. Yeah, me too. Um, I have him in one league, so I just need I need some performance out of that, okay? Yeah. Um, moving on to uh, DJ Chark. Now, he's been questionable the last couple weeks. Injury here and there, whatever. Um, I think he had, a, he had an okay game the week before, but this week he just couldn't get it done. Yeah. Um, now, going forward, I mean, that was against the Texans who just had a new coach and an interim coach or whatever you want, but that was supposed to be a shootout, and that was supposed to be a good game for him to get some, some reps in, some touchdowns, whatever. But he can't stay on the field. Now, yeah. what do you do with him? Do you, do you get rid of him or what?
0: Look, I've never been a big DJ Chark fan. Um, at the same time, he still puts up numbers. I mean, he is still the main receiver on that team. Um, it's unfortunate that he can't stay on the field. At the same time, what are you going to do? You drafted him. As to, to be like a wide receiver two wide receiver, you know, high, high upside wide receiver three, maybe um, you don't know what to expect out of that Jags offense. And um, if I was an owner, I wouldn't have him on my team because I don't like DJ Tark as a fantasy player. But um, if I do have him, either I stick with him or, or look to trade him. Look, in my opinion, trade him, see what you can get out of, you know, get out of it. Because at the end of the day, he still plays on a team that will be down a lot and they will pass the ball a lot. And if he can stay on the field, he will get a lot of targets. But at the same token, he has to worry about, you know, going up against good teams moving forward. He has to worry about staying on the field. He has to worry about a lot of other things. Keelan Cole's emergence, Lavisca Chenault's emergence. I mean, people are stepping up there. And um, if I was a DJ Shark owner, I would try to get rid of him as soon as I can.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think it's time. I mean, you probably picked him off the waivers last year or drafted him in yeah. a good round this year if you're not in a dynasty league. Um, and I mean, for what he has given you – I mean, he's given you good value. And if you could still somehow work out a trade where you can still get a wide receiver one or two solid pieces out of it, I would go for it at this point. I mean, I can't see him long-term doing a lot more than what he was already doing. So I don't see much more of a ceiling when it comes to him. So I think he's going to stay right where he is. He's going to be that low wide receiver one that's in your league. So, I mean, he's a good option, but there's better options out there for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I agree. Moving on to Justin Jefferson. Now, he was coming off a crazy game two weeks ago, I think. And we were hyping him up all this time. And then he pulls a dud. Um, going against the Seahawks Sunday night. Um, that was another crazy good game. Um oh, amazing.
0: amazing. Came
1: down to the last second, literally. And he seemed like he wasn't even on the field for most of that game. Um, didn't really do much. Um, now, you still started because he is a rookie. So, would, is that still a thing?
0: I mean, that's, that's, what it, that's, what the, that's the inconsistencies of, of starting a rookie and, you know, having to deal with him constantly being on the field. And, you know, you never know with rookies. Like, are they going to be there a lot? Are they going to get a lot of reps? Are they going to get the ball a lot? Will, will the quarterback trust them enough to give him the ball in high-pressure situations? And it seemed like this weekend, um, Kirk Cousins, who was loving, you know, loving Justin Jefferson going to him and, and you know throwing the ball to him when they were in, up in games shows the opposite when they're down in games. When they're down, it seems like he's going more feeling. They're running the ball a lot more. Um, and Mike Zimmer did say last week they want to run the ball more like they were in the beginning of last year when, you know, Stefan Diggs went, got upset that they were running the ball so much. I think they're going to get a little more back to running the ball. They're going to become a run-heavy offense. And with that, I think Justin Jefferson loses some value. Also. Look at Justin Jefferson's quarterback, man. His inconsistencies, inconsistencies are going to be tied directly to Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins, he unfortunately… We
1: Kirk Cousins on this, on this podcast, and we will continue to do so until <laughs> he retires. Even if he does prove us wrong, I will still rip him.
0: I mean, he just, he's too inconsistent for me, man. That Seattle yeah, defense is not good. Jamal Adams was out. He should have had a better week. His team should have had a better week. And they didn't. And that's just how it is.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely, I mean, it's it's going to, it's tough. I mean, he's a good flex play, but he is, yeah. it comes with the inc- inconsistencies of having Kirk Cousins and being a rookie and all this and exactly. trying to live up to that pressure of, oh, this was Stefan Diggs' place. Can you take that spot and do what he did? And, I mean, they're not playing in an easy division for sure. I mean, that's still, that's nothing to laugh about. The Bears are still there and the Packers are still there. Yep. So, I mean, there's definitely going to be some rough games for him. That the schedule is not the best. I mean, so, I mean, I'd still stick with him. It's it's a schedule-based matchup for him. But, I mean, with a lot of injuries and things going on these days, can you really have matchup-based schedules? I feel like at this point it's just plug it in, and pray for the best.
0: Yeah, yeah, seriously, it is. And speaking of that game, my super dime of last week was DK Metcalf. I said 30 or 40. He got you like 27, 28,
1: but hey. We'll give you that one.
0: Yeah, thanks. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, yeah. So then going on to the last one on the underperformance list is Tyler Higby. Now, Tyler Higby was a big target against the Bills, I think it was, and he was having crazy game, three touchdown game, and then he just disappears. And I saw a stat yesterday where him and Everett have – had, I think, 41 and 34 snaps, respectively.
0: It's that two. You saw that, right?
1: Yeah, and, and they've only had, like, 12 targets combined or something like that.
0: Crazy, crazy.
1: Uh, that is with, I mean, they have a lot of running backs. They're playing three running back committee. Um, they, are, they have a lot of receivers with Reynolds and, and Woods and, um, and Cooper Cup. Is there really space for two tight ends now on this team?
0: So that, that stat is what – it surprised me because, you know, everyone thought Higby was the man, but it just shows that even though Everett was running, running a little less, you know, like maybe I think six or seven or eight routes less in the last couple of weeks uh, than Higby was, he was still getting the same amount of targets pretty much. And so who do you really start? And can you really rely, like you said, on two tight ends in a, in a, on a team that has multiple receivers and obviously multiple running backs that they already use I think they're both hard to trust. I think people who have already invested in Higby as, as their tight end one are going to use him as their tight end one, but I just want you know, you proceed with with caution. There may be times with Higby, with Everett might outscore Higby, and there may, but there will be times where Higby outscores Everett, and that's the that's the risk of having a Rams tight end. So I mean, that's my take on it. What, what do you think, Husney? I I don't even know what would, you know what I would do in that situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's again, it's another. That's another tough one. tight end. I mean, tight ends, man, who, who really are there besides Higby? Uh, I mean, not Higby, uh, Kelsey Kittle and, and Waller. Like who yeah. can you really trust at that point?
0: Can't even put arts in that conversation anymore.
1: Yeah. There you go. Even arts. I completely forgot about arts. Yeah. He's another one. And he's, he's losing reps. to. I mean, I don't even no. know who's on that team. now. Yeah. And he's nobody. just losing reps to himself at this point. And, yeah. and I mean, the tight end market is thin. You're, very rarely going to have a, a good set-it-and-forget-it tight end. Um, yeah. But I think there are definitely better guys you can go pick up. Tanyan looked good in that game uh, last week yeah. for the bye. Yeah. And maybe with Devonta Adams, he won't have the same amount of usage, but he'll still have a good amount of usage. There's not any other receiver on that team with Lazard going out. So, I mean... I,
0: I, I agree. I mean, there's better options out there. I just think that, you know, you can't rely too much on Higby and Everett and that Rams offense, sometimes they're running the ball a lot, sometimes they're passing the ball a lot. You just never know what. is just innovating as he co- con- con- continues to, to play games every week. Um, speaking of the Rams, X Ram Overperformer of the Week, Brandon Cooks. Who knew Brandon Cooks was going to have a week like this? People were benching him. People weren't even playing him in some of the leagues that I was in. Brandon Cooks comes out, put up a thirty spot. What do you What do you think about Brandon Cooks going forward? Do you think? the new coach in Romeo Cornell and whoever's running the offense there will allow Brandon Cooks to get more reps? Is Deshaun Watson going to look at his way more? Or do you think it's just one of those Brandon Cooks games where he comes out every three, four weeks and puts up a 20, 30 30 spot and and then goes missing for a couple weeks?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's a combination of both because um, they were running a lot more play action, a lot more aggressive plays, and they were looking down the field a lot more than they were with Bill O'Brien. So maybe Cornell, I mean, who's not really known for his, his offense, maybe he's like, you know what, let me let Deshaun Watson do what he wants to do. And what yeah. he wants to do is throw the ball down the field. And that's going to benefit Will Fuller a lot. And maybe Brandon Cooks, if he can get into it. Because this is the time. I mean, especially against Jacksonville defense. That's a great another great defense to just reset it and forget about the past. And yeah, maybe this could be the chance that Brandon Cooks needed to just figure out the offense and and run through the plays and just eventually adapt to the situation that he's in and maybe he starts to get a lot more looks i agree uh,
0: you're right they're, they're throwing the ball down the field more and and that may be beneficial for brandon cooks because you know that's what his that's what he's good at speaking of throwing out throwing the ball down the field the man who was catching every ball down the field this, this week it seemed like chase claypool right i mean you said a couple of weeks ago to, to pick up Chase, Chase Claypool and, and potentially, you know, stash him for whatever may happen. And, you know, uh, unfortunately for the Steelers, it seems as though Deontay Johnson can't stay healthy. And with Deontay Johnson not being able to stay healthy, along with Juju Smith-Schuster not being able to play well every week, along with James Washington kind of just going missing every so often, is this Chase Claypool's chance to become maybe a weekly flex play? I mean, do you play him now?
1: I regret not listening to myself more. I said I said to play Sam Watkins and I dropped him instead. I yeah. Claypool. And I didn't even bother to put a dollar on him to pick him up, and yeah. it's like everything. I just it's biting me back. Like you know what, and I need flex players, so why not? Yeah, um, but yeah, Claypool just went off. I think he had three touchdowns this week, and just was everything was just looking his way. And I mean, it it, it seems like he's gonna be the Juju Smith-Schuster to Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Where he was to Antonio Brown, he's going to be the Juju. And they love running those, those multiple wide receivers and just throwing to the other guy, the one that no one's ever even thinking about. And I mean, we saw it when in the backfield situation also when Connor was out, all of a sudden you think Jalen Samuel's the guy. No, now Benny Snell's the guy. Yeah. Yeah. With that team, you never know what you're going to get. So, I mean, there are great fantasy options, but, At the same time, they're not so great fantasy options. So this week, Claypool is the guy. And next week, Mike Tomlin just wants to throw a defense off and doesn't even put Claypool in the game plan. So it's it's a tough situation. I mean, I think he is a weekly – just, you know what, maybe there's a chance that he'll play well. And if you need a flex play, I think he's a good guy to put in your flex.
0: Yeah, I agree. With bye weeks coming up, it doesn't hurt to have Claypool on your bench and just seeing if you can plug and play him whenever you get a chance. Unexpected performance from Claypool, another unexpected performance in Travis Fulgham, right? Travis Fulgham, Eagles wide receiver who was cut, I think, 15 times in the last 10 days, finds a spot with the Eagles again and has probably the day of his career. And, you know, you may not hear from him ever again this year because you'll have the likes of Deshaun Jackson and, and Alshon Jeffrey coming back. What do you take from Fulgham, and, and do you think it's just lining in the bottle one week? Uh, and he's going can...
1: to be like Cedric Wilson. Like we talked about the last couple of weeks, Cedric Wilson. Uh, yeah. I even forgot to talk about him in the Cowboys segment that we had a little bit. Yeah. He's going to be that guy. I mean, he came off the practice squad. He played well, but they have they have Ward, right? And they have Jeffrey, and they have Deshaun Jackson, and and they have um, who else? They, they just drafted someone else, so I can't think of his name.
0: Uh, they have Ortega Whiteside. They have uh, Jalen Rager.
1: That one, yeah, Rager. Yeah. So they have a lot of options out there. And then they have Zach Ertz, and they still have Goddard coming back from IR. So, I mean, I wouldn't see too much into it. I wouldn't even bother picking him up. I think he's, he's lightning in a bottle. Maybe he has the, another good week next week. And then after that, I don't see him doing much.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think he is just a one-week wonder type of guy. And If you happen to play him, which I don't think anybody did, but if you did, good stuff, man, because honestly nobody would have expected that game from him. Um, a receiver that, you know, was, again, not on a team a couple of weeks ago and, and now all of a sudden is, is outperforming everyone else on his team. Um, speaking of a receiver that wasn't on his team a few weeks ago and now is on his team... Is Jamison Crowder? I mean, Jamison Crowder has been injured for so long that you kind of forgot about him, and now people are like, "Oh, he's back! Let's put him in our lineup." Comes out and has a monster game with Joe Flacco under center. What do you think about Jamison Crowder moving forward, and do you think he's still going to be that guy like last year, where you can play him in your flex every week with confidence?
1: Yeah, I mean, we ripped the Jets. I think every episode on the show. So, um, but well, that's that's- pretty good, right? yeah. <laughs> but yeah that's the one guy that we talked about a couple weeks ago and we said you know what if there is a Jets player that you would ever pick up it'd be Jamison Crowder I yeah. mean aside from him they're looking to trade left bell now so that team is completely just yeah, going just... down the drain there's no there's no reason to have anyone else aside from Jamison Crowder because it seems like no matter who is back there Jamison Crowder seems to be the only guy that they know about yeah. Um, and that, I mean, Chris Hogan got hurt again with the, with the ankle sprain. So I feel like he's the only receiver left that they have to talk about. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. With all the injuries. So maybe, I mean, he's the only guy who can actually play.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I go out there and if I have Jameson Crowder, I, I I play him every weekend because you know what, he's the only guy and they trust him. And for some reason, Adam Gase, you know, he has an offense that works for some people and it's, it's working for Jameson Crowder. Uh so yeah, I, I keep Jameson Crowder out there weekly, and you know see what you'll get because I think he has a safe floor. I think he'll get you ten eleven points every week no no, and you know have those off you know amazing weeks like he had this past week and get you you know twenty plus well that's um, one thing
1: if if Gase gets fired, you know what Jameson Crowder is the only one that won't benefit from that. I think everyone else will actually get better and he'll get worse
0: but I mean, I just don't understand why he's not fired yet like I don't get. He must have something on the owner. Like, does he have like a secret, like, videotape of the owner? (laughs) Like, for some, they just don't want to fire this guy. And I don't get it because now they're considering trading Le'Veon Bell, which I know Gates didn't want Bell. But you have him, use him. Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't understand. Like, okay, now
1: that they're going to trade him for a seventh round conditional pick or something like that and then still take the cap hit. Like, at that point, just cut him. Like,
0: my thing is okay. Well, since we're already on the topic, what do you do in this situation if you're a Le'Veon Bell owner? Do you hope he goes to a team where he can actually do some some good things, or do you hope that, or do you trade him now and and go pick up Lamichael Pirine and and Frank Gore?
1: If I have Bell on my team,
0: yeah. If you have Bell on your team, I
1: I, I mean, I don't think you're gonna get much for him. I yeah, I try to get, make a trade for him, man. And the owner that I was trying to trade with was like absolutely not. He's coming back. He's gonna be my super sleeper or something. And and I'm glad I didn't trade for him because now he seems to be not working out for any for any team fantasy wise, NFL wise. So
0: I saw a couple of couple of articles today saying that they may not even be able to trade him. I mean, that's how bleak his market is. And to be honest with you, it's if he hit,
1: so yeah,
0: if he doesn't get traded, he's not gonna have a good year. And if he does get traded, there's no guarantee he's gonna have a good year. And, I mean, I had – a I, I, we have somebody in our, in one of our other leagues that's trying to trade him that pretty much put him on the market today saying that he's going to be traded from the Jets. And so many people jumped on that. The moment that the guy said that, that oh, he's going to be traded away from the Jets, he got like three four offers from people because as long as Le'Veon Bell wasn't on the Jets, people were down to have him. Yeah. crazy um, offers. I mean, he got Julio Jones for Le'Veon Bell as an offer. He got, you know um, – there was another offer he got,
1: uh oh, big, ooh, Julio Jones for Le'Veon Bell. What?
0: Yeah, I mean Julio Jones for Le'Veon Bell and
1: I mean the Le'Veon Falcons even. haven't looked that great either, so
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean still, I mean the guy the know, was getting trades that were like I was like wow, like okay, like people still believe in Le'Veon Bell and I don't think it's
1: a lack of belief in LeVeon Bell. I think it's more of a of Adam Gase's that's the problem. Yeah. And true. you know what, that's gonna have a, a big effect <laughs> on even if he gets traded, is it worth picking up Gore or Piran? No, yeah. again, it's the same situation.
0: Same situation. Had I, a agree.
1: Offense, I mean, unless he gives up the play calling, I don't see a situation for any Jets players aside from Jameson Crowder to benefit from this offense.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I Look, this weekend, you know, you got a lot of guys who benefited from things, and we touched on Mike Williams, and, you know, I know we spoke about him before, overperformer had a great week. Keenan Allen's hurt. Do you go out there and, and pick up Mike Williams this week, or do you think w- Mike Williams continuously – if you are a Mike Williams owner, can you expect this now moving forward now that Mike Williams is both healthy and you know there's a quarterback who's willing to, to sling it down the field?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of Mike Williams owners were happy when Tyrod Taylor was announced as starter because he loves to spread the ball down the field. Yeah. Maybe it hurt a little bit when Herbert started um, being the starter on the team, but yeah. I think he's figuring it out. And, I mean, especially with – if Keenan Allen, if this thing is a long-term thing, then Mike Williams is definitely the guy. I mean, that catch he made at the end of the fourth quarter when his helmet fell off, that was one of the greatest catches I've seen this season.
0: Yeah. he The
1: fact that he missed that that field goal and lost the game, that – I
0: know. No, I I, I agree, man. Look, Mike Williams is one of those guys that bye weeks are coming up. He's a good guy to have in your lineup because he might just get you those 10, 12, 15 points that you need especially a big body, prove that he could play well, prove that you can just throw the ball up and he can moss people. I think Justin Herbert find, found confidence in him. I think Justin Herbert's a great, a great damn quarterback. And I think that Mike Williams is going to have a very, very good season as a wide receiver three flex play type guy. Um, quickly, Emmanuel Sanders, another guy yesterday who had a great day. Some people didn't play him. Some people did. What do you do with me, Emmanuel Sanders, moving forward? Do you think that uh, he's going to be a guy or do you think this is just, you know, Michael Thomas not being around?
1: I think it's just Michael Thomas not being around. I yeah. mean, getting integrated into the offense, maybe he's a good wide receiver. I mean, two on that team, a flex play in um, in fantasy leagues. But I don't see much more coming out of him, especially with all the offensive weapons they have on that team.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um Speaking of receivers, I mean, there were three receivers this week that kind of, you know, were shot out at me, and I kind of just wanted your take on them. Yeah. If I was forward between these three guys, I mean, who do you think continuously has good weeks moving forward? Look, this week we had Darius Lane, who we said was going to have a good week, Preston Williams, and Henry Ruggs. Henry Ruggs finally coming back from injury after so long. Out of those three guys, who do you think continues to have positive weeks moving forward and weeks, you know, that you think that they'll be above what they're projected to do?
1: Um, I'm gonna go with Henry Ruggs out of these three because that oh that Raiders offense looked looked great against the Chiefs. And aside from Waller and uh, Josh Jacobs in the backfield, Ruggs is the guy. So and he was looking, he was getting those down deep field plays and looks and whatever. So I mean, if you're looking fantasy wise, he will definitely get you the points. But he is very boomer bust. Um, so I mean, it's a risky play. It's a good. I mean, I think it's a good flex play. Um, definitely out of those three, he's my pick.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I'm going to pick Ruggs out of those three. Slayton is going to have those on and off weeks. He, had, he was a first in the Dallas Cowboys, so that's different. Um, uh, but uh, with Ruggs, you know, he opened the field a lot. You can tell that, you know, they were, he has, him, being just, him just being there was opening, their, opening up their offense for them. Um, and I think moving forward, honestly, Preston Williams is going to have one off, one on week. It just depends on who the quarterback is. It just depends on if they're on fire or not. I agree. I play Henry Ruggs. Um, in my flex, if anything, week in, week out, and see what he can get you, because he's a big play guy. Um, last but not least on our overperformance list, a guy that I hate hearing the name of, hate watching, because he's taking all the runaway from Kenyon Drake, seems to have all the touchdowns in the backfield. Chase Edmonds, what do you do with Chase Edmonds moving forward? And do you think that this is the year that Kenyon Drake just walks and it becomes Chase Edmonds' backfield after this year?
1: Yeah, that's another regret I have is dropping Chase Edmonds, because I had him, I drafted him. And then I just let him go for, I don't even, I think Anthony McFarland, I think I let him go for or something yeah. like that. Um, but that's because I have Connor. But um, yeah, I, Jace Edmonds looks like he's getting all the passing game in the backfield. And he's starting to take touches away from Kenny Drake. And I mean, Kenyon Drake still had a solid game. I think he gave you 15 points, if I'm not wrong, something like that. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: So it's still awesome. a solid, solid performance, but it was against the Jets. So you got to take that with a, a grain of salt. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. I think, um, I think you can play him at this point. I think he's yeah. a good option. I think why not? I think he's a Kareem Hunt, basically, like that, something like that. And yeah, I think so. in that Kingsbury offense, they love to run a lot of uh, two running back plays. So why not? Great. Agreed. Agreed. Um, all right, let's move on really quickly. Let's do some quick waiver wire pickups. Um, we talked about Madison. We talked about Claypool. We talked about Mike Williams. Let's go to Alshon Jeffrey, coming back soon from injury. Um, is he a guy you go pick up?
0: Yeah, I, I actually, in, in our dynasty league, picked him up two weeks ago, three weeks ago when I found out he was getting healthy. I think, look, he's still a big body. I think he Carson Wentz you know, you know, still trusts him, obviously. I just think that this injury is something that he's going to have to overcome. But yeah, I go out there, I pick him up. With bye weeks coming up, Austin Jeffries not a, bye, a bad bye week villain. I keep him on your bench, play him, put him on IR if he continues to be injured and, and hope that he comes back soon.
1: Yeah, I think he's a good pickup. Um, I'd definitely take Jackson before I take Jeffrey, but um, yeah. still definitely a good play. Um, Christian Kirk, again, coming off the game against the Jets. Um, do you take him now that he's the number two on that team?
0: Yeah, I mean, you got to at some point, like, realize that Christian Kirk, even just not this year, but in the future, is just going to be that number two. And the more that DeAndre Hopkins balls out, the more Christian Kirk is going to get more opportunity I think Christian Kirk is the Wolf Fuller to DeAndre Hopkins, and I think if Christian Kirk can stay healthy, unlike Will Fuller, um, he can get a lot of good games like the one he had last week. So, yeah, I'd go out there and get Christian Kirk and, and play him, um, you know, with a good matchup like the last week against the Jets.
1: Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, J.D. McKissick. Now, quarterback change, I don't know if that means a lot of passing short to running backs. Um, yeah. So, what do you make of it? Do you still – do you make a play for him?
0: Yeah, I do. Because J.D. McKissick comes from, well, right now, is playing in a, in a, in a, on a playbook that really revolves around someone like Kyle Allen, who was throwing the ball to Christian McCaffrey a lot, to throw the ball to J.D. McKissick a lot. Alex Smith, who doesn't throw the ball down the field a lot, to throw the ball to J.D. McKissick a lot. I think J.D. McKissick gets, uh, is benefited by all this. Uh, without doing Haskins there, I think he gets a lot of touches. I think he gets a lot of reps. And I think J.D. McKissick, again, with bye weeks coming up, He's a great fill-in running back yeah, in the flex or even just an RB2 just for the week. Hope for 10 points and be happy.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I mean, schedule looks okay, but I don't know how long that could last. I mean, I feel like Antonio Gibson is coming up, so maybe they give him a lot more of the passing game. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it's a risky play. I think if you can, stash him for a couple weeks. Maybe next week if he plays well, then put him against the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea.
1: I think stash is a better idea. Uh, really quick, uh, let's just go quarterback. We've got two over here: Andy Dalton and Fitzpatrick.
0: I think Andy Dalton. If we touched on him. I think just like you said, uh, see what happens a couple of weeks from now, and if you see that he's you know excelling, maybe pick him up and stream him. He's not going to be a starting quarterback, so he's not going to fill in Dak Prescott shoes. So no, Fitzpatrick is the OG. And Fitzpatrick, I played him last week, and he won me a won me a matchup. I should have probably played him this week. Um, the guy against the 49ers defense that pretty much a lot of people couldn't crack. He did, and he continues to showcase his talent at 38 years old, 15 kids in. Uh, I love Fitzpatrick, and if I could be one quarterback in the league, it would be Ryan Fitzpatrick.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I feel like for the first time in, like, 17 years, he's an actual fantasy option. Yes. When he's, like, at the end of his career, that's when you think about him for fantasy. Um, But, yeah, so uh, really quickly, let's do some Thursday Night Football predictions. Sure. Um, We got the – I mean, oh, Tuesday Night Football. I said Thursday Night Football. Tuesday Night Football predictions. Um, we got Josh Allen against the Titans, Bills Titans. Let's go. Josh Allen, 300 yards, over-under. Over. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a Josh Allen owner, and I need him to do it. So I'm going with the over also.
0: Yeah, I love Josh Allen. 300 plus.
1: Okay. Uh, I hope so. Um, <laughs> Singletary, total yards rushing and receiving, 80, over-under.
0: Uh, no Zach Boss, so I say over.
1: You know what? Just because I'm playing against him, I'm taking <laughs> the under because I'm playing against him, so I'm going to root for the under on that one, and that's the only under I ever take in my life. Um, Derek Henry, I'm going to make it a little more difficult, 125 yards total.
0: Uh, I say under just because I think the Bills are going to put a lot of pressure on that Tennessee defense where they're going to have to throw the ball a lot more than, than they want.
1: They're taking the under. Um, yeah, I mean, I still see him getting some big runs. I'm gonna go with the over on this one. Okay, um, I can guess- put Davis White. So, so why not?
0: Yeah, this looks a little weak today. Not Matt Milano either. So yeah.
1: Yeah, um, Stephon Diggs, 85 yards, over under. I say over. Yeah, again, I have Stefan Diggs. I'm definitely taking the over on that one.
0: I, I bet the over. I- <laughs> I'm hoping over everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, I took the over too on this game. So you know what? Yeah. Let's go over. Um, and the last one here, I got Ryan Tannehill, two touchdowns. I'm not gonna give you the easy yard play. I'm gonna give you the
0: touchdown. I say over. I say, I say, I say push. I think he gets just two.
1: What? Two point five? Forget it. Right. No, no, <laughs> push. We're not pushing. <laughs> two point five over here. <laughs>
0: oh, I, oh, I say he gets three. I, well, what? I need. I want him to get three.
1: I'm going to go with the under. I think, if anything, Derrick Henry takes the touchdown place yeah. and runs him in.
0: And, and I think the guy who benefits the most today, John o. Smith. I think John o. Smith has a really good game.
1: What do you think of A.J. Brown? He's making his comeback tonight. And I think, think Aaron Humphreys a- is not playing, right? Aaron Humphreys and Corey Davis, I think they're on the they both- goal list still.
0: It's White is not playing, so there's no one guarding A.J. Brown. <laughs> so A.J. Brown might have a really I have good
1: a. game. A.J. Brown also, so you know what? I'm down for that, but...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I that's the prediction
0: for us. What's the score for tonight's game?
1: Oh man, I can't do it two nights in a row. That's freaking tough. Um, I'm going to go with. Sheesh, uh, let's go 27 21.
0: Okay, I'm, right. yeah, I was going to go 28 24 Bills. I'm
1: going to go 27 yeah. 21 right. Bills. So kind We're on the same. Okay. Day, but yeah.
0: 24 for me. Good episode. What? Episode nine. We got episode 10 coming up. What? Friday? Is that what we're doing? Or Thursday?
1: There's no Thursday, Thursday right? football, so we're going to go for Friday this week. I think it'll be easier.
0: Friday, right? Yeah. We'll see you guys on Friday. Good luck tonight. Good luck the rest of the week. See you on Friday.
1: All right. Sounds good.